This is Official's Wannabe Podcast, directed by Emmy. Within this podcast, I'll be considering three strengths and areas for improvement for two different officials in a futsal game. The two matches based on the analysis of each official will consist of one between England and Wales and the final match being England versus Scotland. Penultimately, I'll be justifying the reasons for improvement and finally I'll conclude this podcast with a conclusion. Now let's start with the strengths of the first official for the first game which was officiated for England versus Wales. Strength 1. I think the official did a good job at timing the start of the match whereby he blew his whistle and showed the correct hand signal when doing this as well at the beginning. You could also say that the official played a good role in timekeeping because of being on board to start the match. You could say that this was down to good communication verbally and non-verbally between other officials officiating within this match as well. Now on to strength two. Whenever the ball went out of play for a kick-in... In futsal, the official based on his positioning was always positioned well to award these decisions to the correct team when deflections came off particular teams. For example, when the ball came off England and went out, the decision was given to Wales rightly. Not only this, he never got in the way of players if they came off the court due to being tackled or anything. This also particularly promoted health and safety for players themselves when this happened as they weren't colliding with the officials. The official was able to non-verbally communicate well to award the kick-in by using the kick-in hand signal whereby he pointed diagonally to the left due to the side he was officiating from. This is why the signal was diagonally that way. However, the official also showed good communication between his players as well as the official had few words when taking kick-ins to potentially remind them of the rules for taking kick-ins, which was, of course, four seconds behind the line when taken, and the player correctly performed that kick-in. On to the final strength for game one. At around minute 18 during the match between England and Wales, the ball had been deflected off the England player out for a corner, even though it was meant to be a goal kick for Wales. Even though the decision wasn't correct, if the decision was actually meant to be a corner kick, the official displayed good knowledge of how to do this hand signal for a corner by pointing down to the right. This was due to his position on the sideline around the outside of the court. The official wasn't too close nor too far away from making this decision. However, as the players' backs were to him, it was hard to make that judgment to whoever it like come off from. However, the official also displayed good fitness by running up and down the line to position himself to actually communicate, even if decisions weren't quite correct. After analysing the strengths of the first official, I'm now going to analyse where this official needs to improve on his performance. On to the first one. During this match, the official didn't blow the whistle enough for me when making decisions like stopping and starting the game. I believe that to be more effective, you need to be clearer, and to do this, the official could have blown his whistle more than what he did. Not only this, the officials also need to be able to maintain constant verbal or non-verbal communication throughout so quick decisions can be made so that the flow of the game doesn't need to be put at a halt or disrupted. By blowing the whistle and at the same time as well as doing the right hand signal by stopping and starting the play can make quick and easy decisions a lot easier. On to the second improvement whereby 
in reference to strength two for the game one, you could argue that by communicating with players, giving them little tips could be a factor of disrupting the flow of game, which isn't entirely fair anyway, giving pointers to, say, a particular team. This could then fault like further um, do conflict within the game. Now, the job of an official is to get on with the game, maintaining their responsibilities and relationships for players, like the role of the arbiter, and it could disrupt relationships partially if players want to get on with the game. As they know the rules, they don't need to be reminded. In the future, the official may not need to remind the players in relation to how long a kick-in should take, for example, and where it should be taken, because if the player doesn't abide by the rule, the official could then penalise them and give decisions against that act. On to the final improvement improvement for this official in relation to the third strength i believe that the official should have made note of the challenge made by an england player on a wales player because it was a foul and was illegal because the england player attempted to slide the ball in futsal which wasn't allowed this betrays a lack of player safety as slide tackling an opponent in futsal is dangerous and shouldn't even be allowed in the game anyway and it shouldn't have been ignored Luckily, no one was injured and potentially allowances could be made if the official was fairly new to the game. If that was the case, then in the future, this official could take an extra course to benefit his officiating in the future, but also understanding the rules better by extra research could also help. Although practising in these types of games, like international ones, can help improve experience so you can move forward. Now that the first official has been analysed, I'll be moving on to the second official for the second game between Scotland and England. On to the first strength then, whereby a slide tackle offence was made. The official blew the whistle to stop the play, which portrayed a clear decision because he blew his whistle. And the official awarded a direct free kick for the offence, whereby he hand-signalled to show the direct free kick and was portrayed clear. But this wouldn't have been able to have occurred if the position of the official wasn't spot on to see this illegal bit of play. Although if this official was to improve, I believe the official could have awarded more than just a free kick, a direct free kick. I believe that the challenge deserved caution because it was illegal as it was a slide tackle offence. However, this wasn't the only factor. It was dangerous as the tackle came from behind. This may portray that the official is being slightly lenient and may come across as biased to the opposite team, which may induce conflict. The official should be taking up the responsibility of an arbiter maintaining relationships and reducing the likelihood of any conflict or disturbances. I think with more practice for any future matches, the official would be able to judge more clearly if certain offences like this occur again, he would show a caution. With the help of feedback from an observation checklist at the end of a game, the official could see his errors to improve on and can work on this type of scenario more. On to strength two then, during the match versus England and Scotland, the official taking care of the match was able to note down the exact number of accumulated fouls, which were four at the time, so that they were it just in noted in mind, just in case a fifth or a sixth accumulated foul occurred, then the correct action could be taken. The official would noticeably put five fingers up on their hand portraying if the fifth accumulated foul were to occur. However, if a sixth one was to occur, a 10-metre penalty uh, would be awarded. I thought the official showed good preparation and awareness to tally up these fouls as well as communicating with his colleagues as well to ultimately run this tally up. 
On to strength three then, I thought the official administrating the match effectively distributed the timeout for both teams by signalling a T-shape clearly as well as some alarm noise to generate all players' attention to leave the court for a 30-second period. The official showed good understanding of this law, the timeout law specifically, as he only permitted the 30 seconds and made sure all players returned to the court after the 30 seconds were up, so no unfair advantage was gained for either team. However, I do think that um, co- the coaches should have been warned about distributing any tactics after the timeout had finished, as this was a bit unfair. Um, not only this, the players themselves were not in a hurry to return to the court, which may have delayed the restart. So I think the officials should have took more control over the situation so the game could resume a little bit quicker. On to the final area for improvement then. When the ball went out of play and the decision was a corner kick, this was wrong. A goal kick should have been awarded to Scotland, which may show that the official had lack of communication between the other officials supporting him, as the correct decision could have been spotted with that extra bit of verbal or non-verbal communication between his colleagues. As you could imagine, Scotland weren't happy with the decision that went against them, because fair enough, in the worst case scenario, they could have conceded a goal, which wasn't fair, because... It wasn't even a corner. In the future, I think the official could have played a better role in correcting this, maybe with specialist equipment like you see nowadays in sport, like a video assistant referee. For example, the decision may have been overturned or spotted. Although, if this wasn't the case or wasn't um, given in the match to do, uh, you could generally just take up doing an extra course to help develop accuracy in decision-making and to even further develop communication skills whilst on an extra course to better their general performance. However, before doing any of this, feedback is vital to receive after a game because then the official can see where they can improve on and can go over so that they don't make any minor complications again to make the game go smooth. In conclusion then, both officials had positives and areas to improve on because no one can be perfect. They're all human at the end of the day and you're allowed to make mistakes as long as you improve in future situations to better the game. To want to be an official, you need to take up many roles and responsibilities to be successful and to make correct decisions like these officials did. And One of the most important things to emphasise, if you want to officiate, you need to communicate.